the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tired of the negative news and flashover substance? It's time for Today with Dr. Wendy. Dr. Wendy Patrick is a trial attorney, patriot, and Ph.D. with a passion for people and a penchant for politics. Dr. Wendy brings you the headlines, streamlined news you can use. It's time to be informed, engaged, and entertained. Now, here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Good evening and welcome to Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick and my co-host Larry Dershman and I have a great show for you tonight. It's partially great because it was a great week of news and taking center stage again this week were the vaccine mandates, the employment issues, all of the kitchen table issues and reasons that people care about what the government is and is not allowed to do and what the Supreme Court has said on the issue as well. Uh, You may remember it was just two Fridays ago that we had that lively oral argument where the Supreme Court heard both the OSHA mandate, the private companies that employ 100 or more people, and also that within the healthcare field, Medicare, Medicaid. The Supreme Court had consolidated those cases and finally on Thursday came down with a ruling on both. Uh, I'd love to know Larry's take, but I thought it was uh, pretty interesting that they came out with both rulings at the same time. Um, But maybe even more interesting is the fact that they upheld the, uh, basically the healthcare industry workers, the vaccine mandates there, but struck down the fact that the government thought that they could regulate through one of the federal agencies um, what private employers do and don't have to do. Now, that's sort of simplifying the issues. We're really going to break it down a little bit more. But, you know, Larry, one of the, I suppose, defining factors uh, and really defining characteristics of a ruling this complicated, and by the way, uh, if you think this is complicated, uh, you've proven that you've actually been paying attention because it is complicated, and you would only know that if you'd been listening and following the arguments. I mean, think about this. The Supreme Court had to look at issues of federalism. Should state law apply? Should federal law apply? Separation of powers. What does the legislative branch do versus the executive branch versus what does the judiciary have the authority to do? And within all of this patchwork of laws that exist on vaccine mandate mask issues around the country, the Supreme Supreme Court was really trying to wade through all of that and come up with some kind of a comprehensive ruling in both of those settings that would be able to be cited as precedent. Larry, I would love to know your thoughts as to how well they did. Well, it was a complicated matter, as you mentioned, Wendy, and it was uh, the the one regarding the uh, mandate on the employers that have 100 employees or more. They came out six to three in favor of doing away with the mandates. They said that OSHA exceeded its statutory authority. Uh, it uh, It was 
too broad of a, a, a regulation because they're supposed to be regulating the workplace, not the general uh, population. And so I thought that was a good one. And then they came back down on the other side uh, regarding the healthcare workers. And I think that affects at least um, how many was it? 10 million healthcare workers. It was a lot of people. And they said that in that case, yeah, you can have a mandate uh, for the healthcare workers that they must get the vaccine. But the good thing about that, Wendy, is they still, in that decision, allow for medical and religious exemptions. And I think that is super important. And I feel a little bit better about it because they're allowing those exemptions to stay in. You know, regarding those exemptions, Larry, it really is one of the hot button issues that is consistently being discussed is you know, who is going to be entitled to those types of exemptions? I mean, we've heard about the very small percentage uh, in some of the armed forces. I mean, I think we were talking about the Marines the other day. I mean, they really are um, being very circumspect and selective as to how many and what kind of religious exemptions are being accepted. Now, it's probably easier to get a medical exemption because there are well-known or at least documented cases of people that are allergic to the vaccine are allergic to one of its components. I mean, there are lots of reasons that you may see people putting in for medical exemptions. Religious exemptions are trickier. And, you know, Larry, we could dedicate a whole show and maybe we should to that issue because it's very Um, It's hard to understand for a lot of people that have never thought through whether or not they may actually have a leg to stand on here. You know, you mentioned the the healthcare being um, now also, by the way, that was tied to federal funding. So there were other things that were distinguishing the two cases that the Supreme Court heard um, besides the types of employees that it applies to. You know, but you mentioned the, the very low amount of exemptions. We're also looking at whether or not in order to be deployed, for example, Um, Even if you have a religious exemption that would authorize you not to be mandatorily vaccinated as to whether or not you'd be deployable without a medical exemption. I mean, that's something else we've been talking about in the news this week, if you've been following. All right. Deployable regarding the military, you mean? Right. Yeah. uh, I don't. Did they touch on that in this case, that the military aspect of it? Because um, well, not the Supreme Court, but remember that the military is kind of working through their own rules and uh, their own decisions as to what to do. And but you you bring up a good point. Um, one of the reactions and one of the obviously the necessary conclusions that's going to occur now that the Supreme Court has ruled is it's really going to be up to the states and private agencies and everybody else to come up with their own laws. In other words, the executive branch doesn't have the authority to override Congress, to override state power, uh, to mandate something of this magnitude. It has to be left to the states. Now, that might cause even more confusion. If we had to argue the other side of it, we would say, well, wouldn't that then mean that you would have a variety of different rules and mandates and laws uh, that would be implemented by different agencies, different localities, different states? But that's probably where we're headed, isn't it? Yeah, it could be, uh, Wendy. I'm just thinking that this whole thing was based on a case, a Supreme Court case back in 1905 called Jacobson versus Massachusetts. It was a Supreme Court case. And I think this whole case and all this uh, that's going on regarding the mandates fails that test because basically that was a state's uh, a state issued the mandate that they be vaccinated for smallpox. Smallpox is a very dangerous disease that kills many, whereas this 
COVID kills less than 1%, and usually you have to have uh, four comorbidities for it to really strike you down. And so I just think that it's good that we kind of like stop, and the Supreme Court helped us stop and rethink this. Why are we pushing so hard? And I don't even know if we want to get into the child vaccination, which I think is really dangerous because if you go to the VAERS database, Wendy, uh, the the uh, amount of uh, damage done, injuries, and the amount of even death, I hate to say that, uh, just far exceeds any other vaccine that's ever been put out. They had this, they started the VAERS database back in 1990 to keep track of injuries. Uh, and this is the CDC database. It's not some... Uh, you know, outlier. It's the CDC. And so I just think that the Supreme Court, maybe this is going to help us to rethink what we're doing with these mandates. And I just think it's it's basically not justified. Uh, people that get need it uh, should have it, but not everybody should be forced to take it. You know, Larry, I thought it was curious that the case that you cite um, wasn't mentioned by the Supreme Court in these two decisions. And, you know, that was that was a case that talked about state police powers. You yes. Know, talk about smallpox um, wasn't mentioned. And it's also interesting that, you know, and you, you wonder why the Supreme Court does or doesn't include certain types of facts or circumstances or precedent in their rulings. Uh, I would love to be a fly on the wall in the conferences they have behind the scenes to know exactly why some very important, well-cited opinions like the Jacobson opinion, why wouldn't that have made its way into the Supreme Court decision? I also thought it was curious that both decisions that came out on Thursday uh, in, involved a different configuration of justices. We obviously had the OSHA mandate case that came down on partisan lines. That was a 6-3 conservative majority. But remember the other, the healthcare worker case, that was a 5-4 yes. majority with Chief Justice Roberts swinging to vote with the, the liberal justices. But Larry, maybe even more pertinent to the discussion is the statements that were made during oral arguments. Now, both sides of the political spectrum has been fact-checking those statements. Why? Because we want our justices to be very well informed. Now, they may push back and say, well, wait a minute, we weren't arguing the science of, of COVID and the way it works. But nonetheless, even though they were looking at legal questions, it is helpful to put legal questions in context, is it not, when you have a measure that's being promoted as an emergency, as these measures were. Oh, yeah, 100%. And just another aspect of this, you know, the Omicron variant really affects the upper respiratory, uh, almost like your your sore throat and, and your nasal people's nasal passages. And the, it's 10 to 200 times more contagious than Delta, but it is so mild, it doesn't send people to the hospital that often and is rarely deadly, whereas the Delta virus was a really bad virus. Uh, this Omicron is a new version of it. It's a, it's a mutation. And of course, the original Wuhan strain, which was quite deadly that we know. So it seems like we're almost past the uh, the danger point and it's going to become like a regular type of virus, like a cold or a flu. And maybe we can kind of regroup as a nation and, and as a world and uh, figure this out. So it's not so uh, hurtful on people regarding their 
jobs, their careers, and so forth. I think we've just overdone this whole thing. And hopefully, again, these Supreme Court decisions will help us to kind of step back and look at the dangers and and how it's not as dangerous as it it could be. Yeah, no, no, no doubt, Larry. And uh, this is just probably um, one of many cases along these lines that they're going to be uh, hearing. So stay tuned for that. And for those of you listening, stay with us. We are going to take a short break and we're going to come right back. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Today with Dr. Wendy. News cycle lowlights have no place here. You're listening to the headline highlights on Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. It's time for more news you can use. The headlines streamline. It's time for more Today with Dr. Wendy. Now here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Welcome back to Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick. So my co-host Larry Dersham and I do talk a lot about current news, but sometimes it seems like we seem to do a lot of talking about vaccines and COVID. And and it's true that today we are sort of vaccine COVID heavy because we are talking about the latest Supreme Court decision. But if you go back through our other shows, we hit on a variety of other topics, some light, some not so light, some some happy, some heavy, uh, but it just so happens that because of this latest ruling, we do now see uh, many agencies, many municipalities, states, and and everything in between thinking through what kind of rules are they going to think about for their employees, for their customers, et cetera. And it's not like you can just look at neighboring jurisdictions because everybody's all over the map. And partially, it depends on transmission levels within certain communities. Much in the same way, Larry, and you know, many people in a big jurisdiction like San Diego don't recognize this as much as somebody in a much less populated state does, there were some areas that never went on lockdown, that never had any significant restrictions as to who can and can't come into certain types of businesses because their their rates were so low. Their COVID counts were so low. It just wasn't there as much because there weren't as many people. Uh, they were spread out. You know, people live in farmland and the countryside and they aren't really congregating as much as we are in more densely populated areas. So um, it is true that today we're talking a lot about this, but that's just because that's one of the issues uh, of concern. And Larry, I know one of the other issues of concern, and you've done an enormous amount of research in this area, is the science. You know, if we are going to have all of these new restrictions and and at least temporarily um, a lot of new rules, we probably should be backing that up with science that would justify new regulations. Right. I what is there's so many interesting aspects to this, Wendy. And one just off the top, which seems unrelated, but it is, is censorship. I'm gonna be talking a lot about Robert Malone. Now, in case the folks don't know, Robert Malone was the inventor of mRNA technology. He holds the patents. He's the guy that 
that came up with the technology that's in the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine. Well, he's speaking out now about the vaccines and he has been taken off Facebook. He's been taken off YouTube, uh, Twitter. And so he has other options where he's getting the word out. They are censoring epidemiologists from Stanford, from Yale, from Harvard. Now, is the Honorable Dr. Fauci an epidemiologist? I don't think so. And the fact that this big tech would censor these people is kind of frightening. It goes against the First Amendment. It tells me that, and this is a topic for another show perhaps, Wendy, that we have to revisit that Section 230, I believe it is, where these big tech companies are protected. They can't be sued, and they can just do as they please. But anyhow, I was listening to several presentations by Dr. Robert Malone. You can still get it on outlets like Rumble, if you've heard of that. If you don't know about that, folks, you should learn about Rumble. They don't censor people like some of the others. And he said, whether the virus was engineered or came from bats in a cave or from pangolins, at this point, it's irrelevant. The virus is out. And uh, I don't know if you've heard of this topic or this concept is called zoonosis. And that's when a disease is passed from a vertebrae animal into humans. So this is, I think, although they haven't found the what they call the animal reservoir for the origin of this COVID-19, everybody seems to think it came from, from the bats. So the question is, I know we won't get into like, did it come from the Wuhan lab and so forth? That would be for another show. Uh, but th- there's so much going on. And then I want to kind of link that to the, to the vaccines. The EU, that's the uh, European Union, admits that the booster shots actually weaken the body's immune system. Now, I'm not telling people what to do because I am not a doctor, but just be aware, folks, of this. uh, And even the WHO is thinking these vaccine mandates have, have overstepped, that it's inappropriate and it's not sustainable to have mandates for vaccines all over the world. Uh, just really quickly, Wendy, 70% of the population in the U.S. has been infected. And according to Robert Malone, the inventor of the mRNA technology, unless you live on a mountaintop and don't talk to anybody, you will get COVID or, or SARS-CoV-2. But So that's the blessing. It could be a gift, as he said, a gift from God, uh, because this is a, a, a weakened form and it's helping our, maybe our immune systems are becoming adapted to dealing with the COVID. So that's some good news there. You know, what really permeates everything you just said, Larry, is the fact that the word maybe was in there a lot from that you're quoting from the experts who are using the word maybe. Why? Because we really don't know everything that we would like to know about all the important issues, transmissibility, immunity, et cetera. We could go on and on and on. We're doing the best we can keeping up with the science. uh, And we're becoming very frustrated that being double, triple vaxxed and boosted doesn't seem to prevent transmission, does seem to prevent serious injury and hospitalization. Praise the the Lord for that. But wouldn't it be something you talk about? Why didn't the Supreme Court at least? Well, I guess I brought that up. Why didn't they cite that 1905 case that talked about? um, I think that was smallpox. Why is why are these vaccines so different? We are frustrated 
that they don't seem to be functioning like vaccines in the past, where, for example, there's a reason you and I have never had polio or smallpox yes. or so many other things that we've been vaccinated for. Um, you know, before my last trip to South Africa, I got loaded up with vaccines of the things that I was pretty confident then I wasn't going to catch and I didn't. Why then doesn't the COVID vaccine operate in the same way and prevent somebody from getting it, much less coming down with it. And I think that's the reason you have people really scrambling and doing all they can to learn as much as they can in a short amount of time to keep people safe. I think that's also a reason it's so, it's, it is fascinating and we do talk about it a lot because it is so important to all of us. I mean, best case scenario, as you point out, would be that somehow inadvertently everybody's exposed to it gets a mild case and then we just move on as a society and get back to where we were before uh and you know me i'm the total optimist i'm the the silver lining to your dark cloud sometimes (laughs) (laughs) in in some of these reports but at least the more research we do and the more people that are doing the research the closer we're going to be getting to that goal right oh oh yeah 100 percent uh that's exactly right. And maybe they have to just fine tune these vaccines. But when you think of it, they're really all experimental. Uh, the only one that was actually approved by the FDA is the BioNTech, and that's not available in the United States. And what worries me, Wendy, the most, I think, is they're pushing this on the kids. There is no reason to push it on the kids. And Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of the mRNA technology, says, think twice, parents, because if something shows up, uh, they've been having uh, adverse effects It's between 1 in 1,000 or 1 in 2,000. So there's a range there of myocarditis. That's inflammation of the heart or periocarditis. That's the inflammation of the, I think it's like a sac that goes around the heart. And and people actually, there's some pretty serious side effects. So why would you give that to your kids at this point? Unnecessary. And let me just jump really quickly to another one. I'm going to the mask now. I'm switching to the mask. Everybody's got to wear these masks, uh, whether they do good or not. According to Dr. Robert Malone, there's been a 20% drop in IQ among children because of the mask. Because when your brain is developing, you have to see the faces of your playmates and so forth. Uh, you have to see their mouths move just to see the eyes only as a kid develop. I think we're doing tremendous damage to our kids and uh, we don't want to do that. So I think that needs to be revisited too. Why would you mask up these poor little kids? You know, why, why wouldn't plastic shields work? You know, right at the very beginning of the of pandemic, we were trying to think through, you know, as litigators, we want to make sure that everybody can understand us and see us and we can be persuasive both by what we say and how we say it. So we were very concerned um, about having clear masks so we could actually, people could see us talking. Um, But so too with the kids, you know, in that period of time, uh, it seems like so long ago now, but before we, before we uh, reinstilled the uh, mask mandate here in San Diego and many other jurisdictions as well, uh, we really got a kick out of smiling at the kids every chance we got because they had just come out of about, I guess, a year and a half at that point of only looking at masked faces. Remember some of the healthcare workers were, were uh, they were around their neck, they would hang pictures of themselves. Wow. So That's the right. patients would know what they looked like when they weren't, you know, dressed like beekeepers, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they're going into some some kind of a, you know, quarantine center. Uh, But yeah, it is also true that 
it's difficult. We've had to learn how to articulate in a mask. Um, it's a very different manner of speaking, and we've had to learn how to do that as lawyers to make sure that we're understood in the same way and to the same extent and as accurately right. as we have been uh, otherwise. Um, yeah. And I, I know what you mean. There's also some health risks to wearing a mask all day long. At least switch them out all the time, right? If you have to wear it. Oh, I, I, I would think so. And uh I'm just hoping those mandates will go away too. I, I know I always carry a mask uh, in one of my pockets, you know, just in case I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to be refused service. So I always have that. I don't like to wear them, but uh, it's just interesting the psychology of people because sometimes I see masks where their noses are exposed. So they're still <laughs> inhaling and exhaling. So what good does the mask do? So I'm just We hoping- are going to have to pick this up next week, Larry, at the end of the show. But I mean, it, we could go on and on. Okay, this is why we talk about it because it's an interesting, fascinating and an enjoyable topic. Thank you for joining us, everyone. We're going to pick it up next week. I promise we'll be hitting other topics, too. Have a wonderful, safe weekend. You are listening to Today with Dr. Wendy. Headlines with a silver lining. God bless you and have a great week. Thank you for joining us for Today with Dr. Wendy. You can learn more about Dr. Wendy and how to become a guest or sponsor of the show by visiting wendypatrickphd.com. That's wendypatrickphd.com. Tune in every week at this same time as Dr. Wendy will engage and inspire you with an upbeat viewpoint on the highlights of the day. This has been Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.